Hello, and welcome to our podcast. So today we want to give an overview on the impacts on the America's asphalt market from COVID-19 and other market disruptors. I'm Maria Afan. I'm the editor of America's Asphalt here at Argus. And with me today is Ozzy Speranza, Senior Consultant for Argus Consulting Services, focused on asphalt markets. So to start with, let's talk about how road construction and in turn the asphalt industry and asphalt demand has been affected by the coronavirus pandemic and these various shelter and place orders. I mean, so far, we haven't seen the type of broad scale work stoppages in the U.S. and Canada that we've seen in Europe, although maybe that could change as everyone hunkers down at home for longer and crew members in some cases forego work amid the crisis. And then you have fewer vehicles on the road, which should also theoretically allow for faster progress on projects already underway. I mean, we had Pennsylvania's Department of Transportation order a shutdown of non-essential businesses back in March, and that included road construction. But other states, countries, and provinces have, for the most part, deemed road work essential. So Ozzy, from your perspective, what kind of short-term or long-term outlook are we seeing here? There's obviously a huge amount of uncertainty at the moment, but you know, how much will business continue as normal? Thanks, Maria. Um, Yeah, and I agree with you. The majority of the U.S. markets have largely reopened, especially now that we're going into the spring paving uh, season. Again, except for some pockets, like uh, you mentioned in the Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey area, but for the rest of the country, the roadworks is pretty healthy. Maybe we may see some private and commercial work to slow down. But again, the majority of the country should go ahead with the roadwork. Now, uh, what we see is on average, the backlog currently stands at roughly nine months. So that is implying that many contractors are waiting for a good paving season. And with uh, COVID-19 effect on the economy, an elevated backlog is especially important. It's, it's a, a good indicator that contractors will remain busy for the months to come. Now, the question is most likely what price will be in the market for those works. And the fact that the U.S. infrastructure, it, it's about 30 years behind some global benchmarks. So the question is, is this too true? billion dollar infrastructure that the government is, is, is pushing, when it will come into place, how will be financed, what will be the percentage coming from the federal level versus the still local municipalities and how the uh, work is going to be selected. So those are some of the major questions that contracting companies have in mind for the rest of uh, 2020 and part of uh, 2021. Yes. And I think another large question going forward will also just be how much revenue is going to be lost from the gasoline tax, just because there are fewer people driving around right now because of the virus. So there's obviously lower tax dollars also available for road funding. And, you know, these low revenues were also a concern prior to the outbreak and with a lot of states heavily dependent on state funding for roads and even federal funding, which primarily comes from the gasoline tax. This could also be an issue going forward. That's a very interesting point. And I just make a comparison between what's happening right now, the, the money that is coming from the low gasoline demand through taxes, compared with the funds that the Department of Transportation just released uh, for the year 2017, in which two-thirds of the infrastructure fund is coming out of the state and local government, mostly through that gasoline tax, and only one-third of the money was covered by the federal government. 
So again, good point, big question mark around how the infrastructure funds are going to be supported by the state and local government if we see gasoline demand being down almost uh, 45%, one of the lowest in history. Yes, now, exactly. So let me ask you something. Where do you see the, the issues around the infrastructure funds that are going to expire in September of this year, 2020? Yes, that's another big question mark in the industry. So it's not just the Fixing America's Surface Transportation Act or the FAST Act, which is set to expire this fall. Last time that was reauthorized, I think it was $300 billion reauthorization bill this fall. But we also have a question mark surrounding an infrastructure bill. So U.S. President Donald Trump earlier this month mentioned it again. We all know it was a major campaign pledge and the coronavirus pandemic is actually reviving hopes that this infrastructure package, which current figures put at $2 trillion, might again be at the forefront of lawmakers' agenda. But we'll see what happens as things unfold in the coming weeks. Yeah. And the push for the government on this big infrastructure package is that obviously the country is going into recession. We see unemployment rate skyrocketing to almost 60 million people filing for unemployment total out to until now. And so the government is pushing for not only fiscal and monetary action, but also through these big infrastructure projects, funds that will provide obviously a lot of employment for people uh, all over the country. And the fact that interest rates are very, very low, in some cases are even zero. So the intent of the government is to get money from the private sector, very low rates or even to zero rates to um, finance these $2 trillion infrastructure project. Yeah, those are interesting points. And I mean, all of that is going to affect the demand side of the equation this year. But shifting away a little bit, I guess, towards pricing behavior, it's really been impacted, well, on both sides this year on the supply and demand side. So we're seeing, you know, the twin forces of the crude oil price crash. We've seen oil prices come down to you know, $20 a barrel. And then at the same time, we're seeing a lot of uncertainty and that's been weighing on asphalt prices. What do you see in terms of pricing behavior going forward? Now, in order to talk about asphalt pricing, we first need to talk about the underlying uh, commodity, which is crude. Again, as you mentioned, crude is trading at the moment around $23 per barrel, WTI, heavy crude, Western Canadian Saladic Hardesty uh, is trading at single digits around 7 to $8 per barrel. So that is obviously put a lot of stress on crude prices. Now, the, the issue here is not so much on the supply side because the market was already oversupplied before coming into COVID-19. So the issue is around demand and not just demand for crude but also demand for refined products like gasoline and jet fuel. As you mentioned before, one of the uh, first impacts of COVID-19 was that the airlines, they have to severely reduce the uh, the number of flights. They park uh, a lot of airplanes at airports all over the, uh, the country and even all over the world. We see jet fuel demand dropping almost uh, 50% and gasoline demand dropping by 45%. And that will obviously put a big impact on refinery economics. So uh, in my view is that um, what we see at the moment, uh, the U.S. refinery complex reducing the run rates, significant levels. Uh, we are seeing places between 25 and 30%. The latest number that we got is that the on average, 
the refinery is running around 75.6% of capacity, which is very, very low. So that will reduce all refined production, not just gasoline, uh, jet fuel, but also residual fuel like fuel oil and asphalt. And there's also the risk if we don't see demand drop off on asphalt, that continued or prolonged run cuts among refineries will could actually contribute to a shortage or tightness in the coming months. Yes, and, and that's the right way to think about these uh, fundamentals for asphalt. Now, the other variable to consider is the level of inventories. We see that inventory levels for fuel oil and also asphalt is uh, the highest. I checked the asphalt and uh, inventories, and I think they are the highest since late 2000. So we have a lot of inventory, not only at the refinery levels, but mostly at the terminal levels. And so high inventory and good demand, the question is how long those high inventories will cope with the demand. And that question will be answered during the summertime. And that will provide some support for the low price environment on asphalt prices on a wholesale level, both at the U.S. Gulf Coast and the mid-continent. That's a good point. I mean, we've already seen Gulf Coast asphalt prices. They were at, they've fallen nearly $150 a short ton year to date. I started the year at 325 and we're at $175 a short ton uh, last Friday. But we haven't seen really increased number of exports out of the Gulf Coast uh, and some other commodity markets. We've seen lower prices actually stoke demand elsewhere. We've seen that on the, the U.S. West Coast and the Gulf Coast for gasoline and distillates and, and other refined products markets. But so far, that hasn't really hit asphalt. And part of this could be just the natural slowdown in demand that you see in the Southern Hemisphere as the, the region shifts towards winter. But what, what are you seeing in terms of the, the nature or the, the shifting of product inflows and exports because of the virus? Yes. So good point, Maria. Exports and imports. From the export side, the majority of the exports are going out by water from the U.S. Gulf Coast and they're going into Latin America. And almost 50% of those exports going into Mexico. Now, COVID-19 is putting a big impact all over the world, but mostly to more fragile economies like the ones in Latin America that are heavily dependent on natural resources big part of the country revenue is coming from the sale of oil. And we'd all been trading in the low 20s. That means that these country revenues are being heavily impacted. So less money coming in, but also the money that they have to spend, they have to be redirected into more social programs to combat COVID-19. And that's but at least the effect on the currency change. The dollar being stronger, against other commodities, uh, that means that uh, whatever imports that they need to pay in U.S. orders will be more uh, expensive on a relatively basis. Now, on the other hand, you have product coming in into the East Coast, mostly from Canada, which is the major exporter of asphalt into the U.S. Northeast. But then the remaining that will come from Europe, mostly from the Mediterranean. Two of the major asphalt exporters are Italy and Spain. 
And by the way, those two countries are the epicenter of uh, COVID-19 in Europe. So what I see is that less exports going into Latin America, a bit more imports coming in after the COVID-19 passes. So that will have an impact on the amount of backfill of asphalt that it will come from the mid-continent. Okay, thanks, Ozzy, and thank you all for listening. We hope to be back with you again soon with another update on refined product market. To hear more details on the impact on asphalt market, check out Ozzy's in-depth webinar on April 22nd, Asphalt Market, Navigating the COVID-19 Waters. Register at www.argusmedia.com forward slash webinars.